This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwenna, and I'm here with Tori. Hello, and this is a podcast for parents whose kids play a lot of horse hockey. And for parents whose kids think that that means horses play hockey. They might. I That's haven't my seen kids. it happen, but... It my kids are in the literal phase. Phase. <laughs> so, as, how, how, have you, how have you been this week? I have been exhausted. I have been in the weeds with my kids' school play. Yeah. I have become the head face painter. I am not qualified Ooh. for that job. That's lovely. I'm doing it. And it's going well. How's your week? Um, I am in box hell. So movers show up to my house uh, as we record this in four days. Oh, fun. That's... Uh, 90, 98% of my existence is in a box and one of them is clicking. I don't know... <laughs> This this is what the descent into madness uh, yes. feels like. Yes. I I stupidly packed up all of my makeup. I have no makeup. Like I don't know why I did I that. I don't think when I moved I didn't even pack my makeup. I just while I was moving I just threw it in a bag and was like taking this with me. I I need that. See, Ow. but that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Me, I packed my makeup three days ago thinking, no, there's no possible way I, who spends a lot of her time on camera, need this for the next right. week. Yeah. I mean, you wear makeup almost every day. Why would you yeah. need it for why, a whole Why week? would I need to keep it out right. and not put it in a box? <laughs> so so we're having fantastically productive weeks. That's always nice. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But in the name of productivity, I did manage to check my emails. Did and you? I, I got an email that I think we should discuss. Tell me about your email, but let's start okay. the timer. So this email, we're, we're going to shield some information because the first part of it was like, they, they like us and what we do, and they've been listening to Childproof for all two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this is from D, A loyal listener. Hi, I'm a humongous fan of your Instagram and your podcast and find you so very relatable. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm having some big feelings about my six-year-old daughter choosing to hang out with neighborhood friends over me. Like, really big, sad, weepy feelings. She's our only child, and I wanted to be a mom and a teacher since I could remember. Uh, there's some information that I'm going to scan for, for security and safety. Now, six years later, we have this lover, lovely, clever, feisty little spitfire who is our entire galaxy. Since she started kindergarten, this little love of ours literally will drop me for her friends without even skipping a breath. And it's breaking my heart. We've always done everything together. And now I have to beg or make her do anything with me if there is a chance that two of her friends from our neighborhood are going to be out and about. I feel horrible that it hurts so much because yes, kids grow. And of course, I want her to be friendly and social and all that jazz. But I also want her to spend time with me while she's little, before the preteen and teenage monster brain takes over. 
when we do get some quality time together, we have so much fun that I think, wow, I'm that fun mom I always wanted to be. This is what I've waited for. And the next day I'm discarded like old Lego directions. Am I being unreasonable and unrealistic? It sounds like that's a social butterfly baby. It is a social butterfly baby. I have a social butterfly baby as well. I do too. My actual baby is daughter is the social butterfly. The other ones are like me. They could take it or leave it. (laughs) Um, my oldest, my, my oldest, in fact, my oldest has always been kind of a big question mark in Mm -hmm. how I help her socialize because I am very introverted. I prefer a very small intimate group if I have to people at all. Um, and my eldest is like, give me all the people. She like energizes from the energy in the room. And I, I'm a very jealous because that sounds... Right. I need a break from myself sometimes. Like, cannot (laughs) relate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am sometimes the worst company for myself. Right. Right. (laughs) So she's she's very much an opposite of me. And it's been interesting to navigate, especially when she runs into, oh, I want to go socialize, but I've run into this social problem. How would you handle this? Mm. I'm pretty sure the answer is not doom scroll until everyone forgets (laughs) that I am involved at all. Pretty sure it's not. Put your phone on do not disturb until the subject <laughs> has changed and it's been two weeks. Yeah. That's not the right That's answer. Not the That's... Right an- I can give you a list of things you shouldn't do. That is and then, the best and then from there, yeah. you can just like context clue your way into what you should. Kid. Right. I don't well, know. <laughs> and I'll tell you though, listening to you just immediately talk about your teenager, yeah. Using that next to the email, one of the things that stood out to me from that message was this mom had said, Hey. I want to spend all this time with my kid while she's little mm-hmm. before she gets older and has other things to do. And I think that the best thing we can tell a mom who feels this way is they still want to hang out with you when they're older. It's just yeah, a little different. It's just a little different, you know? And that's, I think, the the transitions people don't talk about in parenting. And I know that you and I have talked about this. You said that mm-hmm. by the time you have a teenager, you're just a chauffeur. <laughs> but I think that I you know when, when you have a baby, if you if you can, you might take them to like library classes. I brought my oldest to like music classes mm-hmm. when I was young and had energy. It was the thing that I did. Uh, the other two didn't get that, but <laughs> you know, from there you kind of move into that playground age. Maybe they're at the playground. Yeah. Maybe they're at daycare. Then you're in preschool, mm-hmm. and those are all different social transitions. And I don't think you start actually hearing about your kids' friends until about first grade. Yeah, about about where D's mm-hmm. kiddo is kindergarten, yeah. it's first like grade. A social awakening where they like mm-hmm. to play with the other kids when they're younger, but suddenly they have a bestie. Yeah. And the cool thing, though, that I think about it is that you still get to be the cool mom. Mm-hmm. That is not uh, mutually exclusive to only you and your kid. Yeah, you become your- a facilitator. Yeah. Instead of a, a an only caregiver. Right. You're, right. you're not the only source of fun and socialization anymore. Yes. And that's, you know, as I said earlier, I have been in my kid's classroom helping with mm-hmm. her first grade play. You know, she's the same age. And when I go in that classroom, I get hugs from all the babies and yeah. mine will wave at me. And <laughs> <laughs> just stop, mom. Hey. Yeah. I show up, it kind of throws her off a routine. She's like, I like that you're here, but also, what are you doing here? It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's being a part of that and knowing that, okay, I get to have this connection with my kid. But when your kid has friends, 
like they're going to know you too. I feel like that's like a milestone in parenting is when you are no longer yourself. You are no longer your name. I'm not Tori anymore. I am my kid's mom. That's how they refer to me. I'm just, hey, uh, this kid's mom. Hey, I don't know your name, but I know you're my friend's mom. Hi. That's my identity to these children. And that's still pretty cool. Well, and it's it's one of those things that as parents, we focus a lot about milestones that our kids are achieving. When are they taking their first steps, their first words? You know, when when are they learning all of these really important functional skills? But what we don't discuss very much, I think, in, in parenting spaces is how much all of those milestones represent a milestone for us as parents. Yes. When our kids get ambulatory, all of a sudden now, if we haven't already like panic baby proofed everything to the hilt. Now when our baby can start rolling over and crawling, now we're like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that could kill them. Yes. And you go to a family function and you are no longer socializing with the adults. You're no longer at the kid table. You are literally just chasing a small human with no rhyme or reason, just going everywhere in a house that's not baby proof. That's your job now. That's the milestone. So there's this milestone of all of a sudden I have to be super safety aware because my tiny suicidal ninja will attempt to off (laughs) themselves. With whatever's at hand. And when they start speaking, uh, it's especially problematic in my house. Um, my handle on social media is mama cusses for a reason. <laughs> so my kids developing language, the mm-hmm. audacity, means that my use of fuck has had to drastically reduce because they're, they they emulate what they hear. Oh, for sure. And, you know, cur- cursing is, is a, a, a big topic yeah. for for another episode but yeah. suffice yeah. it to say my littles don't need to be repeating fuck right. because they hear mom say it right. so that's another like it's a parenting milestone where i had to make a shift so i yeah. think where d this mom is you're at kind of a, a a paradigm of your parenting identity where you are parenting yourself out of a job yes exactly <laughs> that But the job never ends. And I mean, I think every person has a moment, no matter how old they are, where they're like, I think I need to call a more adult adult. Like I had to FaceTime my dad a couple weeks ago because I needed help taking apart a sink. I was not able to. I had to call my dad. We don't yeah. even talk often. I was you're, just like, you're hey, a man. 30-year-old human. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, it's been a while. Can you help me with sync, <laughs> please? Uh, but that's, you know, we're parenting ourselves out of a job. But the point is that we're fostering that relationship that they're still they're still going to want to talk to us. They're mm-hmm. still going to need it. But that's, it's where that shift happens. Like, yeah, some days you're going to have so much fun together still. And other days they want to hang out with their friends. And it's it's cool to watch your kid be friends but also, it's weirdly stressful when you're watching your kid be friends and you're like, what are you doing? Why Why are you why making you it be, weird? Don't make it weird. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, uh, our job when our kids start to social butterfly, and not all kids social butterfly. Some are very introverted. But mm-hmm. if you've got one of those kids who all of a sudden you were their entire world and now their world got bigger. Yeah. Um, they found more friends. It's our job to let them be those butterflies to sort of like, so my, my eldest, and I have permission to share this story. My eldest had some, some friend drama go down Mm -hmm. and she was describing what was happening. And I was listening and going, okay, 
okay, and how are you going to handle this? And she described how she was going to handle this. And it was nothing dangerous. It was nothing incriminating. It was nothing. It was just like my completely developed brain went, that feels like it's going to make it worse. And so I said, I was like, I don't know that that is exactly how I would handle it. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, So like I gave her the little bit of warning that I was like, maybe I would make a different decision on how to handle this. And she's like, okay, advice heard. And then she did exactly what she described. And it went down exactly as I figured. Sometimes they got to learn the hard way. I always tell my kids that when I've given the warning, they do not take the warning. They do their own thing. And then they, the the thing happens and it's like, I'm not going to say I told you so, but like, if you're real upset about it, I I will just tell them sometimes we all have to learn the hard way. Yes. That's just what it is. Yeah. Sometimes you just, it's not even hit rock bottom. It's some of them got to get down there and lick it. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta dig. (laughs) If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L. L-E-A-F dot com slash childproof. Try com slash childproof. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. My kid, uh, she's... She's not a social butterfly. She's like a social moth. Okay. She comes <laughs> out like if there's like a light, but if the light is out, like she's going to go to the light, uh, but the light's not always on, you know, and she's just, just kind of fluttering around. Oh, she's hey, just kinda, yeah, hey guys. Oh, there's a light. Like, okay, it's time. It's time. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dead. <laughs> but she, she was telling me one day, uh, she always plays, she plays a lot of video games. She's a gamer. Mm-hmm. And we sat down for dinner and she's telling me that she was playing this game with her friend and they kind of, 
were they were having some stress between them that day. They weren't like fighting, but there was a few tiffs. There was a few times of disagreements and mm-hmm. stress. And I was like, well, what did you do? And she's like, oh, we just kind of moved on. We don't talk about it. Because and that's like for me so foreign. I'm like I talk about everything. I talk about everything. I talk about everything. But she's like, no, we're good. We just we're like okay, like we're not agreeing. We'll just do something else. And I'm like, that's solid. I actually should probably do that myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the beauty of of all of that when you have the type of relationship where you have sort of fostered this, I'm always here for you. I'm here to hang out when you want to hang out. I'm here to chauffeur when you need a ride, as long as it's safe and you know we've taken yeah. all the appropriate steps. But I'm I'm here for you in whatever capacity you need. It means that when you watch them slow mo through these mistakes that you know is going to create fallout, you did the warning thing. You did the uh, maybe a second thought, kid. You, you you covered all the bases, and they still face plant right into that situation. Yeah. You are still set. As I'm here to help you pick up the pieces. I know that hurt. I know that didn't go the way you wanted it to. And that's and that's our job. And I think the other thing, too, is that it is okay to be sad about that change in dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that I've been considering is how my six-year-old, right, she (laughs) wants to spend time with me. She wants to do things with me. We play baseball together. My youngest Mm -hmm. is our baseball retrieving kitten. She doesn't like to throw or hit the ball with the bat, but she likes to play with us. So I pitch, my middlest kiddo hits, and my youngest kiddo acts like a kitten, and she goes (laughs) and retrieves the ball. And for us to get the ball back, we have to scratch her under the chin. It's a whole thing. We do this every day. Wait, does she put it in her mouth? No. Okay. (laughs) it's going to judge you a little bit, <laughs> no, just a little she bit. Just, she she puts her little hand under her chin and just like, I don't know. She looks more like a chipmunk, I think, when she does it. But <laughs> she, we scratch her under the chin. She meows. The game continues. But okay. so, so this kids is, are amazing. They're so amazing. But so with my five and six year old, they want to play with me. They would mm-hmm. not play that game on their own. They want me to help them facilitate that game. There are yeah. games they do play on their own. Mm-hmm. But they are more likely to want to do something directly with me. Whereas my mm-hmm. oldest kid, my preteen, she shares things with me. But it is mm-hmm. not the same attachment of like, mom, I want you to do this with me. Mom, I want you to do that with me. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. I treasure those moments. But realistically, it's mostly like, look at this drawing I made. Look at this game that I'm doing. Look at this book that I'm writing. She's sharing all those things with me. Yeah. Here, mom, share this snack with me. We share a lot of snacks. But generally speaking, it is the older they get, they are sharing things with you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of that transitional period when they're young, they want to do things with you. And when they grow, they want to share things with you. So I can take that even a step further because I've got a teenager. Right. And so the, the littles still want to do things with me. The, the preteen stage, I very much experienced, I want to show you. And now we've kind of swung back into, I want to do things with you, but with a different motivation. My daughter, two nights ago, wanted to tell me this whole big story mm-hmm. while I was in the middle of doing something else. And yeah. so knowing me, I, I know who I am. Right. <laughs> I am easily distracted. So I was like, you know what? Let's go get cookies. And so we hopped in the car 
And that was her wanting to spend time with me. She wanted to engage. She really just wanted to vent. Mm -hmm. That was her whole thing. She just wanted, she needed me to be a sounding board. So I was like, you know what? We're going to go get cookies. I had zero interest in going to get cookies. I didn't want cookies, but I needed a reason to get us out of the house Mm -hmm. to sort of isolate so she could feel focused on. And yeah, I was driving the car, but. But there's something about a car conversation that hits different. It does. It does. It does. It does. And so we went to the 7-Eleven and we got crappy cookies and some some energy drinks. <laughs> but that's what she needed. So so we've kind of swung all the way back around. She does want to spend time with me. It's just there's a lot of evolutions in how kids socialize, not just yeah. with their friends, but with their parents. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing when it comes to my tween specifically. We, I, I do a lot of family things, right? Like we, when mm-hmm. we play baseball and now and then my oldest will join us. She's not a sports kid, but she'll come and mm-hmm. hang out. She'll throw some balls. She'll be the kitten tamer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I also, we do a lot of like movie nights because again, yeah. my family revolves around snacks mm-hmm. and we like to eat snacks and watch movies. And sometimes my oldest kid will join us. Now we always invite her. We always encourage her to come, mm-hmm. but when they're older, they're less likely to engage, at least in my experience, less likely to engage with things that aren't really big interest up there. like my little's like, oh, it's on Disney. Of course they want to watch it. My mm-hmm. oldest is like, is there dragons or cats? Yeah. <laughs> well, and and especially for preteens, I think. And yeah. I know the email was talking about a six-year-old, but especially for preteens, they're really starting to crave autonomy, yes. the, the ability to make decisions for themselves. And personal at-home time is about the only space we can grant them the best and biggest autonomy mm-hmm. is what do you want to do? You have responsibilities. You have yes. things that need to be taken care of. But when you've got that free time with nothing allocated, that's the best time that we can give them the opportunity to choose. Hey, we're yeah. going to turn on the new Little Mermaid. Uh, we're going to watch it. You're welcome to join. And then giving them the choice and respecting their decision. No, I'm not going to watch the, yeah. the Little Mermaid. Well, And that's the thing, too, is that I understand where this this person is coming from with the they they're not choosing me and my feelings mm-hmm. are a little hurt. Now, I've ha- I've had a lot of experience with this and, and processing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But recently we had a movie night and mm-hmm. I I picked a movie that was cat related and I invited my kid and she was like, yeah, sure, totally. She wanted to do it. And she came down. We had snack plates and she eats and she's like, I'm actually going to go because my friend gave me her phone number at school today and I finally get to call her and I'm really excited. So I'm going to go call her now. Uh, but we could do movie night another night. And I'm like, OK, I know you've been wanting to talk to that friend outside of school. Yeah. So it was like, did I really want her to be there? Absolutely, I did. Mm -hmm. Was I going to make her feel bad about that? No, because this was an exciting Mm -hmm. thing for her. And like for her, if she had stayed and begrudgingly watched the movie to try to make me happy, I don't think I could have been sadder. There's a politeness. Like when we're teaching them to socialize, there are pleasantries that we teach. But also, Mm -hmm. if we don't want to raise people pleasers, We have to teach them to value themselves and to say, like, I just don't want to do this. But thank you for the invite. That's important. And and it should be noted here. That's not true of all things. 
responsive parenting is not permissive parenting. Sometimes we do, in fact, have to make our kids do stuff they don't want to oh, do. Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about socializing, <laughs> yeah. but there there yeah. need to be that caveat there. I'm yeah. I'm talking about when grandma comes over and I tell my kid like you do have to say hello, but yes. if you just want to like wave, that counts. You right, don't have right. to give a hug, but like it is a pleasantry to say hello. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we do, in fact, have to go to the doctor for your well child yes. checkup. Kiddo. You do I'm actually sorry. need the blood work. We can yeah. take a moment to regulate before it, but it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen one way or the other. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So before the break, we were talking about our kids' social relationships and how our relationships kind of shift as their social awareness and, you know, they they emerge from the cocoon, a beautiful butterfly. Um, but I have a question for you. Okay. Is it appropriate to be your kid's friend? I think that's a complicated question because there's Let's, nuance. Okay. There is nuance. I do have a very specific take on this. Okay. I am my kid's friend. I am their parent first, but I'm also their friend. However, they're not my friends. It is not reciprocal. (laughs) It's not reciprocal because I think when you are friends with someone, you have a responsibility to be there for them uh, to some capacity. Of course, you know, we all have different levels of friends, but there is a there is some sort of capacity where there's a give and take where maybe it's for emotional support or help in decision making. 
And mm-hmm. I don't want to put that on my kids. So do I hang out with my kids like their friends? Sometimes we play uh, Mario Kart or we do game night right. or we play our cat baseball. Yeah, absolutely. In that way, we are friends. Mm-hmm. Am I there for them anytime they have something that they need to talk about? Absolutely, yes. I am their yeah. friend for that. When I am having a struggle emotionally or in my personal life, am I going to bring that to them? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's not their responsibility. There does need to be a degree of separation. So while I say like, yeah, I'm my kid's friend, it's still with boundaries. I would say it's it's complicated. It's yeah. easiest to say like, yeah, I'm their friend, but it's not exactly like that. See, and I I take a slightly different view. I am my kids' first friend because it's my job to show them this is how we interact with other people. This is how we communicate with other people. This is how we treat other people. And I do that by doing those things, Mm -hmm. treating them the way I hope they treat other people, communicating with them the way I hope they communicate. But then there comes a very specific point, and it's different for every kid, for every parent-child dynamic, but there comes a very distinct point where I am just mom. Now, mom does not mean I can't have fun with them. Mom does not mean that I can't play with them. Um, But I'm no longer their friend because there's a certain amount of, like you said, there's a reciprocity to a friendship. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this certain level of, I'm going to call it casual and while I'm not like, I, I'm not demanding rote obedience, I'm not like, these kids don't respect me. Uh, they respect me as much as I have earned their respect. Right. Um, and it's my goal to earn as much of their respect as yes. I can. Yeah. But I don't, I struggle with calling myself my high schooler's friend because there's a very different connotation for me of what a friend is. I could see that. And I'm I'm not sure that as a mom, it's my job to fill that role. It it's probably my job to facilitate her getting to places until she can transport herself. Yeah. Um, it's my job to it's my job to provide opportunities for her to make friends, not my job to be her friend. That makes sense. And I I honestly feel like we're basically saying the same thing in different words. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I say I'm my kid's friend, it's not the same category as their little besties who are coming over, you know, and there are boundaries and expectations and like, yeah, we can be casual right now, but also you don't get to get out of your responsibilities. There's, there is those lines, I think that are pretty, they're, they're, you know, they're not just drawn in the sand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are concrete boundaries. But I think I just use the word friend because it's easiest to describe the friendliness of our relationship. Right. It's still, right. There's the the distinct, ease of the relationship. Yeah. There is still a distinct, I am the mom. Uh, but there's not a, I am the mom, you will respect me. It's, I am the mom and I love you and we got work to do. Right. Well, but it makes me think, so I am lucky enough to have a pretty good relationship with my mom as an adult. And I was thinking, do I view my mom as my friend? Yes. I view my mom as my friend. Now she, again, she still lives in a different category because she's still my mom. Yeah. And so sometimes she'll say things and I'll pop off because I revert back to a 14 year old punk ass kid. <laughs> that teenage who just, never leaves yet. It never. It was <laughs> never a phase. But there are other times that I will call my mom and we'll have like absolute bullshit conversations. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily about 
I'm not asking advice. She's not seeking to parent me. We're just talking about our work or our day or gossiping about crap. Um, So, but that being said, there are still times that I'll push a boundary too far at 39 years old and she'll give me the mom look and I'm like, I'm sorry. Right. No, no. And I think that's funny though, because I think that's really what I'm describing just that exists in, with my kids, right? There is mm-hmm. more parenting, obviously, with my yeah. young children than with your mom and you. Yeah, right. but, <laughs> but there is that connection that a friendship would have. It does. I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily means friendship, but there yeah. is that type of connection where my kids and I are sharing interests, you know, my, uh-huh. my kids see my piano sitting there and they see my music books and I'm like, Oh, you want to learn about this? Cause I love music and mm-hmm. I'm sharing that interest with them in a way. And, and they're interested. And if they're not interested, I'm like, that's fine. I don't expect you to care about how interesting the bass clef is, but right. that's part of that connection for me. And, and I think that having a type of friendship, I, I, I don't have a different word. I'm going to keep calling it a friendship. I think it can be really helpful in parenting. I just figured out what the difference is. We've been circling around this drain the whole time. Good thing we got the timer. (laughs) 40 minutes later, we still can't come up with a word for friend. No, it's not not the difference between a friend and a parent-child relationship. It's I can be my kids' friend. I am in no way allowed to be their best friend. Yes. Yes. I think I think that's the that's the, the I distinction. Think I think you're right because you can be friends with your kids, share those interests, but there shouldn't be. I think it would lead to like codependency if you are relying yeah. on each other. Yeah, for like everything. S- some some toxicity mm-hmm. in that dynamic. There, that's what, when it comes to my kid, you know, I'm I am the hangout house mm-hmm. for better or worse. I am the hangout house, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I love my kids' friends, and but they they love to hang out, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll chat with my kids' friends. But again, there's there's boundaries there. But sometimes the kids all just want to talk to me, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm on YouTube. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the whole reason. They think I'm yeah. really cool. It's fine. It's fascinating because like I'll walk into the high school and like I'll be with other parents. And so they'll be like, hi, Mrs. Smith. Hi, Mrs. Jones. Hi, Gwenna. <laughs> Not Mrs. Lathland. Got it. I'm Gwenna. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get that. We get that. I'll get that from like second graders. And I'm like, why? Why? What are you? And their parents don't know me. And I'm like, I'm confused. But hello, right. child. Hello, <laughs> strange human I do not know. But so when the kids are over and I'm, I tell my kid because she is, she's, she's a good friend. She cares about her friend. She's there for them. But you know, when you're, when you're teaching your kids about being social, there is things where you're kind of like, hey, for your consideration, yeah. Maybe if you get bored, you should talk to your friend you invited over yeah. instead <laughs> of just exiting the conversation and, and doing something else. The the iPad is not the solution. Right. To- but I've told her, I'm like, listen, I'm like, you are at the age where you and your friends, I expect you to be whispering about things you don't want me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're tweens. This is normal. Yes. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. 
you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I, I have an idea. All right. Let's do a family activity roundup. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. What's what's your favorite, like what are your top family activities okay. to like pull in and get everybody involved? Something that like your kids, even your your oldest moody yes. pe- preteen is gonna be like, yes. I'm in. Uh hide and seek. Anyone at any time in my house might you might hear someone yell, family meeting. We mm-hmm. all gather, and then whomever called the family meeting will be like, hide and seek now, and they start counting. And yeah. we just all scatter. It mm-hmm. is immediate, immediate game time. You know, I, I think there's been once where I'm like, I actually have food on the stove. Otherwise, that is one that always gets everyone involved. And I think that's mm-hmm. a thing that both of us have experience with is the age gap. Because yeah. I can do, I do a lot of one-on-one family things with my oldest kid. Mm-hmm. That her little sisters would not appreciate, that would not be good for them. But at the same time, when I'm doing things with the little ones, she's like, this is boring. Uh Uh-huh. Valid. Yeah. (laughs) We do game night um, and super traditional game night. Um, Our favorites are caveman poetry. I've never heard of that. I love caveman poetry. classic game night and then said some game... That was so obscure. Classic. I thought you were going to say like trouble or sorry. <laughs> we do. We do have those. I can't stand I those. They're so boring to me. I'm like, I, I have them. I'll play them now and then. But other. Ugh. No, same. So I don't like them. So just every once in a while, my eldest uh, really likes Monopoly. And so I just kind of, okay, oh, let's no, play Monopoly, Monopoly no. for the next 13 hours. I lose every game of Monopoly because I get to a point where I'm like, I'm actually done. Who wants my money? <laughs> I'm done now. No, uh, ca- caveman poetry is really fun because you pick a topic. You can you can purchase the game. You should purchase the I game. I will purchase but the if, game. 
but if you don't want to purchase the game, you uh, you pick a keyword and then you have to get the other person to guess using only one syllable words. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. I really like that one. We do, is there something about unicorns? Probably. I don't. Probably. I don't remember what you know the game what is. game we've been into recently that gets all the kids engaged, but I do have to be on a team with my youngest because her reaction time is not what it needs to be to play yeah. competitively. Avocado Smash. Oh, yeah. Avocado Smash is unreasonably fun. It is unreasonably <laughs> fun. Like you got to smack the cards for like eight different reasons, but there's a guacamole card. And if you smack it, you lose. And it, like, it's like a mind trip because you have to yell guacamole, but you're, you've been playing in the game. You are ready to smack. <laughs> and it's this whole thing. But my littlest, she is five. So mm-hmm. there's no, like she sees it, but she, she lags. She is lag. <laughs> she so, has lag. Yeah. So we're on the same team because she gets, she's cool with losing. She's a great sport until a point. So being, <laughs> being a 21st century family, sometimes our family night activity is in fact YouTube, but it's a very specific part of YouTube. Oh man, I'm so excited to share this with each other because same. (laughs) (laughs) For a while, we were watching car crashes, like people's dash cam car crashes. I cannot watch videos where people get hurt. I get so sad. (laughs) So we, we very carefully vetted the channels that we watched and the couple of channels that we watch, um, they do not show bad injury inducing accidents they're all fender benders sometimes they look kind of dramatic but like the car did its job and protected its passengers but we did that we were super secret about it we did that because it started with just our preteen who was morbidly obsessed with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but she was about to learn how to drive and so it started as oh look at that car crash crash them up bang bang and then it was like hey um what did they do wrong there? How could they have avoided that? Oh, so that? you made it into a defensive driving course? <laughs> we made it into a defensive <laughs> driving course. Yeah, we did. I love yeah, that I'm for you. Yeah, I'm real proud of myself for that. I love that for you. We, my, my kids, I don't participate in this because, again, I do not like videos where someone got hurt. I don't care if they slipped and fell. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a car. Anything where anything that makes me go, oh, don't like not, it. Not your cup. It's not, yep, yep. It's not for me. Valid. Uh, but my partner watches fail videos with the kids. <laughs> yep. And some of them are funny, but it's just like, I I don't like the every five seconds we're changing scenes. I'm like this, I'm bored. And also like every third video, someone like stubbed their toe or something. And I went, Ugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> we watch, we watch a lot of cat videos. Yes. A lot, a lot of cat and dog funny videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll spend some time actually recently because we live in Oklahoma. And it is storm season. Mm-hmm. We have been watching tornado videos. And again, it's a little bit of wedging in secret, yeah. secret education. Look, this is what a tornado is. This is what it's doing. This is the science. This is mom and dad know when to be concerned and mom and dad know when it's cool. Like it's okay. Do you ever let your kids be in control of what you have to watch on YouTube? Because I yes. don't recommend it. Basically, in my house, when my kids get to pick, we are just watching someone scream at Roblox. So it's Uh like I'm either listening to them scream at Roblox or I'm watching someone else scream at Roblox with them. (laughs) And either way, I'm not super happy with it. (laughs) I let the teenager pick one time and she picked something to this day. My brain refuses to catalog as sensical. And it was just memes. 
like video form of memes. So it would be someone running into the room yelling peas and she would crack up laughing and I'd be like, like I do Vine? not get it. Worse than Vine. Oh. Like that's the whole context. A person ran into a room, oh. yelled the word peas. I honestly ran back feel out. like my oldest kid would like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, she yeah. thinks it's hilarious, yes. like side-splitting laughter. The and other like, thing, we have to watch the music videos for all of their favorite Disney songs. And then we have, we have to we have to act them out, and we have to pick who sings what part. And if you sing in the wrong part, it's a whole thing. Start over. We had to start over. Yeah. So we have started doing more unplugged activities as well. There's yeah. one that I recently discovered on TikTok, ironically, looking for unplugged activities. <laughs> I found it on TikTok. Oh, man. Um, but it's candle painting. So you get the little tea lights from your, you know, Target or your 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 Walmart, mm -hmm. the, and you pick the colored wax, and then you get a pillar candle in white. You light the tea lights and let the wax melt. You dip a brush in it, and then you paint the white pillar with the colored wax. Oh, that and then sounds it's all, fun. It's still perfectly safe to burn. It's still perfectly safe to use. And you get this really, I was like, yes, absolutely, oh, immediately, so yes. Am I going to trust my four-year-olds with hot wax? Undecided. They can pick the color. They can pick they the can color. They can pick the color. I am not great at coming up with my own ideas, right? But if you mm -hmm. give me a craft kit, let's go. I, I can do a craft kit. But my oldest kit not so into the craft kits, but she mm -hmm. is an artist. So what I will do to connect with her in that same type of realm, mm -hmm. I have her give me a drawing tutorial. Teach me how nice. to draw that thing that you're, because she's really into, she draws some of the most incredible dragons I've ever seen. And yeah. I'm like, will you teach me how to draw that? And she loves it. And she gives me like the most constructive criticism with the best kindness where she's like, ah, that, that's a little too curved there. I'm like, you are a seasoned expert, my friend. <laughs> but it's a, a fun thing to do with, with your kids though, is to have them teach you something. See, and I like, I like competitive things, but I like safe competitive things. So we do uh spaghetti towers. What so is you a take spaghetti a, tower? You take dry spaghetti noodles okay. and marshmallows and you see who can make the biggest, tallest tower. And then when you exceed the biggest, tallest tower, you wander into who's can hold the heaviest thing before it collapses. This sounds like it could be the most fun thing or an absolute disaster, depending on what day you do it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, many a spaghetti tower ended up with a single noodle jammed into a marshmallow and then just chaos after that just noodles everywhere uh, i'm moving right now and i no joke just found 17 spaghetti noodles <laughs> under my entertainment center i love that for you <laughs> was there also glitter <laughs> there's always glitter there's i have four-year-olds yeah, there's always glitter i say that i don't have any glitter i'm lying i have glitter i just keep it uh, hidden for special occasions and the, spe the special occasion is when the kids have a project to do that they told me about the night before. Oh, there's the timer. Oh. I know. It surprises me every time. Sad day. Sad panda. <laughs> Sad Keanu. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for listening to, <laughs> to Childproof by Betches Media. We'd love to hear your favorite family activities that get all your kids involved. Go ahead and email us, childproof at betches.com. 
Be sure to give us a follow. I am Mama Cusses on all the social places. Tori is Tori Phantom on all the social places. And you should also follow Betch's moms on Instagram. Yeah, and be sure to tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast and leave us a rating. It helps. And remember, sometimes our kids are the assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.